Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray no. Hello, Andy. Hello, Joseph. Hello, Andy's. Hello, boys. <laughs> and on Joe's right, Joe's in an Andy sandwich. Welcome Andy Sandy. To- Andy Sandy. Welcome back to the show, Andy Lazarus. What's happening, fellas? Thanks for having me. Must be baseball season. It must be. <laughs> we only have you on. We only have you on for baseball and uh, to defend Kevin Durant defend joining the Warriors, Warriors. <laughs> which could happen again next year. Well, who knows? Good, good. Who knows? It's opening day, guys. Yes. Yes. Andy Ruther, not excited about it. I'm jived up. I, I'm going to show you guys. I have I have a cup of coffee here. Hashtag blessed. I have I have a water. You know, just keep myself hydrated during the show. And then, of course, is it morning here? Of course, yeah, it's morning here. I don't care. <laughs> oh man, it's opening yes, day. It's, it's opening five day. o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere. Got that Miller light flowing early. It's, fir- in the it's first pitch somewhere. Now, you know, you guys obviously are baseball guys. I got to ask, what's where do you put opening day for baseball at this point in your life versus when you were a kid? Like, is it more important, less important, same? Um, Like when I was a kid, when I was like eight, like when I was 12. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have all these viewing options back in the, right. you know, the dark ages. So it was just kind of like, yeah, maybe I could catch the Giants, but they were probably on in the morning and I had to go to school. So it didn't like really matter. But now I've got the package. I ain't got no job. Like opening day is great. I, I'm going to say on on your average opening day as an adult, I'm more excited because, yeah, first of all, I don't even we don't even have. Nobody here has a proper job. So right. it's not it's not even like I mean I've I've had office jobs where I had to have it on and I had the game cast on in the background before you could stream live video. Um but like now I mean the the MLB network's on in the other room. It's ready to go. But shout out to my parents, you know, uh neither of them real big sports fans. But as a kid, I just became obsessed. I went to one Mets game with like a friend of the family and immediately was obsessed. I was like, oh, this is going to be the rest of my life. And from that day on, my parents, I would say four or five times as a school bound child, were like, you get to skip school today. We're going to opening day. And that is unmatched excitement. There's no more excitement than waking up in the morning on a Wednesday or a Thursday when all the other kids are going to school and you're getting in the car and driving to Queens to yell at some people. 
Like I remember, so opening day obviously is like such a big deal in Cincinnati, or it was yeah. until until they started fielding a minor league team. But like in our school, teachers, if you were good, they would put the game on the TV. Like that was it was that important here. Sad state of affairs. What's become of Cincinnati? You guys used to have the first and only, used to be like the I first like pitch of the, the day. day. Those the first day was only for the Reds. Or that you had the prime time slot, or was the first so, game ever. So the rule was the Reds had to have the first pitch. Does uh, that yeah. make sense? Since yeah. they're the first professional the team. team. So so that was the rule was that no team could have a pitch before the Reds. And that was thrown out, I believe, with the Japan game. That have been the Dodgers Japan oh, game. That, yeah, that makes sense. I believe that was thrown out with that opening day game. Like I remember as a kid teacher having the tv on when that ump remember when that ump died do you guys remember that on oh, opening yeah. day yes it was during the reds game like it was on tv he had a heart attack and you know i'm like fifth or sixth grader and he kept dying that night yeah well that's what you get for getting the moderna vaccine am i right oh we just got deplatformed <laughs> shit so, so uh that is like my memory maybe it's maybe it's just the air around the Cincinnati ballparks. Maybe you shouldn't eat spaghetti and chili in the morning. Maybe it's the of pasta, water, and chili sauce in the air. Hey, Demar Hamlin pulled through, guys. Yeah, <laughs> or, or did he? Yeah, do we know. Is anybody I, actually seen? Have him? you seen the pictures of his different tattoos? That's what the government wants you to believe, Andy, because they don't want you in a panic that we're all going to die. He pulled through. I'm not going to blame. He's a clone. <laughs> Well, regardless, we're now I, we've just become every other podcast on the internet now. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, don't also say here anything, for don't also, say anything. what's that? I'm like, don't say anything, don't say anything. Yeah. YouTube's AI does not understand sarcasm. YouTube's yeah. AI does not understand sarcasm. Also, joining the joining the podcast, Brendan Job, everybody. So back to opening day. I back to baseball. Today. Let's go. So <laughs> Like, obviously, a lot's been made of the changes. Baseball's trying to make the game quicker. The big news this week was them boasting 26 minutes were shaved off spring training games. I think we're probably all in agreement. What's 26 minutes? That's about three minutes an inning. But like there seems to be right is, is, is correct me if I'm wrong. There's like almost a civil war going on within baseball people. You have the Jeffrey Passan guys who are like, we love nets, we love the pitch clock, and then like you guys who were like, what traditionalists? Yeah, well, you remember you oh. remember those you remember those sweatshirts. It was like Detroit versus everybody, or wh wherever you're from, it's like that place versus everybody. Uh, this is Cox versus everybody. <laughs> I need it. I need it slower. I need it. I need it faster and I need it safer. I think, you know, I mean, we talk, I feel like we talk about this on slides a lot. I, I think Joe and I are both and most normal humans are like, yes, no more shift. That's going to mean more action. Um, but the pitch clock to me as the voice of the hitter is bullshit because um, as a pitch, as a hitter, you control nothing. You don't control what the pitch is. You don't control how fast it is. You don't control where it goes. 
and now you can't control whether um, buttholes like Max Scherzer are going to sit there for 19 seconds and make you freeze in the box, and then you can't step out or call time because you're going to run out of the pitch clock and you're going to get a strike. This happens, so, and this happens across sports where – and I was just talking to a buddy about this yesterday. I feel like a lot of rules in sports now are – like I'm shocked – that there wasn't somebody in the boardroom who was like, hold on a second. It, I, I compared it to, I compared it to like when a company puts out a billboard and then the first time somebody drives by that billboard, they're like, uh, that, that cup he's holding looks like a cock, you know, it's like, how did ever, how did this get, how did they do this photo shoot? How did it get blown up into a billboard? How did it get put up there? And the guy who put it up wasn't like, that looks like a dick. And then, like, you go through this whole thing and everybody goes, you don't see the giant dick on the billboard? This happened in football where they were like, oh, we're going to move the we're going to move the kickoff. And then Bill Belichick was like, I'm going to kick them higher and actually hit them harder. And people were like, ah, shit, we didn't think about that. We just thought everybody would kick touchbacks now. Yeah. Um, in baseball, like like Andy said is everybody's concerned about action, 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 action. And as traditional, I would say like, I don't even know if we're traditionalists. I feel like Laz and I are like the people who just like want common sense gun laws. Like how about common sense baseball rule changes? Like we don't, we're not saying you can't the rules that ban the shift are ridiculous. Like we we're we're in favor. The dirty slides famously in favor of banning the shift. So it's not like we're traditionalists, but if you want more action, how do you give it more advantages to pitchers? Exactly. Exactly. And like, I don't think anybody's really upset about how long baseball games are. They're upset that there's nothing happening for right. a really long time. And the shift and the, the move to the three true, out, true outcomes made it exceptionally boring. The less contact, yeah. More walks, more strikeouts, more home runs, right? So now with the shift, there should be more contact. But you're kind of you're you're kind of Xing it out with this pitch clock thing. You know, I don't think the problem was that Nomar Garcia Parra is stepping out of the box and um readjusting his batting gloves every single time. I don't and think also what could couldn't can't we just couldn't that have just been where we started? Couldn't we have been yeah. like, listen, you get two step outs of the box. Or you just keep one one foot in the box. Yeah, you can step out with one little foot, little little box, league rules. Keep it moving. You yeah. know what I mean. So, like from my point of view, and, and I agree with you guys on those things. It's like baseball, and I know we've really hammered this hard, but you have to go to why you're at the game, right? Or the, or the viewing experience, and the different. To me, it's like you're trying too hard to be basketball or be football, but you're not. Like when I go to a football game, dude, I pretty much don't leave my seats. Right. Because I don't want to miss anything. Like I'm not I'm not getting up unless it's a timeout or halftime. I don't want to miss anything. Whereas baseball, now, I to like, be fair, there's inning breaks. So it's like for sure. No, like, for sure. But my point my, my point is like I like baseball because I like to walk around a ballpark. I like to see the food options. I, and, and maybe maybe I'm an outlier, but I don't think I am. I don't like the it. full experience is my point. Yeah. Game, I said this I said this on a podcast that I guessed it on recently. I think that 
and and I've repeated it obviously on this show a million times is like they're so focused on new viewers and new fans that no one's thinking about the old fans. I think that what I love about baseball is the way I was like brought up into it. And and by the way, my parents not even sports fans. So like I had to learn this from other people. I had to learn whatever, but like keeping score. You know how you engaged you are in a game if you're keeping score? You know how engaged you are if you play like the right field game? You know how like you watch every pitch then if you're keeping score. Try to like literally, I I will put this out there to every dad who likes the pitch clock or every mom if they're listening to the show. Try to teach your kid, try to teach a 10-year-old to keep score at a baseball game with a pitch clock. Good fucking luck. Good luck. You don't have enough time to do that. And yeah. now that kid's not going to pass down. It's just, to me, that's the beauty of the game is this, like the speed that there's no end game. You know, there's no, like, you, you're running out the clock per se. Um, but listen, we've covered this. Yeah. It's here. It, it, sure. If there's one thing we know about baseball, this it's here to stay. No, like Rob Manfred, but Bud Selig, rest his soul in hell. Uh, is he's dead, right? I think he's. I was gonna say, I think he's still alive. Oh, I, I banish him to hell. I'm not sure. I think he's dead. No, I, think I mean he, honestly, I hope looked, he's dead. He looks like the crib keeper in the '90s. He yeah. should be dead. You should be dead. Yeah. Um, it's what I was gonna say is it's here to stay. None of he's, these guys are. He's at, 88 years old and still that's, cooking. That's so. That's so unfortunate. That's so unfortunate. I think well, one thing we can we can no one no one here is gonna admit that they're wrong. Baseball is gonna congratulate themselves all year for the exactly ball. exactly yeah. and yeah. and and baseball and baseball ops. Major League Baseball ops like Jeff Passan is gonna be like it's the best thing that ever happened. It's like oh. tell us. Major League Baseball has their hand literally up your asshole without telling us. Major right. League Baseball has their hand up your asshole. I'm looking at you, Brian Kenny, Tim Kirkshen. Yeah. Let, let yeah. me ask you guys this. Tim Kirkshen we... might literally be a puppet. Is that Jim Henson doing Kirkshen's voice? <laughs> Jim Henson's you... dead, right? Yes. Okay. He is. I knew that. See, we got lasted him. That actually sucks. Do you guys think there's any – here's what I just thought of, actually. Like you have so many heated debates when it comes to the goat in basketball and football or comparing positions. You don't really see that on social media. Do you guys think like that's part of a problem? Like, but like if I said, if I said, let's have a goat debate right now when it comes to baseball, it'd be like, I don't even know where you guys are going to go with this. But if I said this for basketball, I know exactly where you guys are going to go with this. I know right. exactly for football. I think that is a problem with, I think the, that is a major thing with baseball is no one, they don't promote stars at all. I mean, a great example, and I, I t talked about it with you guys before the show, but if everybody wants to go on our TikTok or on our Instagram, um, we, we today we have one of the great San Francisco Giants fans, uh, Andy Lazarus, on the show. I would say the opposite end of that spectrum, one of the worst fans of all time, is uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Uh, one of the worst Giants fans of all time. He's on. He 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 very famously recently went on TV and shit on Mike Trout. And you're like, imagine living in a world where Mike Trout has been so good for a really long time now, uh, with three MVPs, 
in a major market. Now, obviously, they're not like winning championships because it's really hard to do. Ted Williams didn't win a fucking championship. Barry Bonds didn't win a championship. You know, what did Willie Mays have one? Um, so like it's, you know, championships don't matter, but like, imagine having a world, a baseball world where easily the goat of this generation, the greatest of this generation is just shit on by a guy who claims to be a, a, a baseball expert. And that's the problem with baseball is like, we have this new fan, old fan problem. He in that clip, he's talking about DiMaggio. DiMaggio, definitely dead. He's dead, right? Right. Yeah. Definitely dead. Why are we talking about like why? Why is DiMaggio even coming up? Yeah. But th- that, he's that's not the joke conversation. I, I, don't, I don't understand how 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 Trout compares unfavorably with DiMaggio, unless you're all he up. Doesn't. He doesn't. Like, he has a high, he has a higher career war already. <laughs> Unless you're all up about like my uh, Joe DiMaggio didn't strike out, cool. Yeah, basically that was it. Yeah, but if I asked you guys, who do you think are is your best, like the, the greatest player of all time, top three of all time? Do you think that's going to vary so much amongst baseball people? I I, I don't think probably not among uh, real baseball people. I think I think two of the three are going to be in everybody saying unless they're like unless they're a, a steroids don't count guy. Yeah, so Bonds yeah. has got to be in there, right? Bonds is in there in my opinion. Willie Mays is in there in my opinion. Right. And like I would say most people who really know baseball, again, unless you're a steroid guy or and or possibly like a racist who's probably just moved on to football entirely at this point. Uh you're like you're like Ruth DiMaggio Jeter or whatever. Um well, Hank Aaron but, yeah, like Make I was going to say, sure. probably right up there. You know, I what I don't, who I don't think gets enough love in the MVP debate or GOAT debate, um, just overall in baseball, is the great catchers of all time. You know, because like in football, we reward uh, quarterbacks with the MVPs all the time. But if you talk about the most important position in baseball, it's catcher, you know? You're in charge of the defense. You're calling. You're you're calling the pitches. Um, it's the toughest defensive position to play, and the greatest. You know, the greatest catchers of all time were like, you know, great hitters. Here, I am here for Yogi Berra goat argument. Yeah, or Johnny Bench. Yeah, you know. See, see, I find this interesting. Like, like again, me, somebody who would never think that. So, you think the catcher is the most important, underrated position in baseball? Absolutely. Because you think about it, it's like. It's the only, it is the true only bridge between pitchers and everybody else. Yeah. And your, your whole focus is on pitch to pitch, every pitch. If I'm an outfielder, man, I'm looking at every pitches. I'm kind of like, I mean, Cassiano's last year basically said he doesn't even pay attention. Right. I'm just thinking about my next at bat, honestly. Right. You know, get a good jump on the ball, catch the ball, fucking throw it in the infield. That's all I got to do on defense. You know? As a first baseman, all I got to do is like, hey, center field, right field, you and me uh, in the air, you know, what? I'm your cutoff guy, whatever. Maybe I got to worry about a bunt coverage or or something. You know, I got to make a throw to second base. If you look, if you go resume, just overall baseball resume, it's hard to beat Yogi. He's got MVPs. 
He's got a ton of rings. He's got rings as as a manager. Yeah. The the thing about I don't think like Yogi gets enough credit because Yogi was weird looking and Yogi was short. Yeah. And Yogi played with Mickey Mantle, who is like, you know, everybody's all American. You know, it's good on life. I saw an amazing clip, by the way, the other day. Just give Yogi Berra some love. This this should go to all the Yankees haters out there for me. It's like there's a lot of guys in Yankees history I really like. It just happens to be Derek Jeter's overrated. Um, but there's an amazing clip I just saw of um Reggie Jackson talking to Howard Stern about him and Yogi uh at a Yankees old timers day. And they put up on the screen all the Yankees old timers that have died. And Yogi's like nudging Reggie Jackson. He's like elbowing him. And he's like, dude, we're on camera. Like, stop elbowing me. And he's like hitting him, hitting him. And he's like, Yogi, what do you want? And he goes, I just hope I don't see myself up there one day. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. See if you guys can guess the last catcher to win the MVP. Buster. Buster. Why is, he not on, why is he not on this list? Is this, is this the wrong list? I know. Why is why is this list have 2009 Joe Maurer? Well, update your list. Yeah. Anyway, this yeah. encyclopedia of and baseball catchers. Joe Maurer doesn't get as, as much love as he just, you know, he couldn't catch anymore. And that's, yeah. and that's the other thing with catchers is like, oh, man, think about all the guys whose career might have been shorter if they – stuck with catcher or catchers whose careers like buster that are over because they were catcher um or guys know. like yachty who played fucking 15 years yeah and hit 300 for 15 years straight yeah and it was basically the best defensive catcher you know and all play. that stuff you know and it's for sure hurts your offensive game i mean yeah. harper was supposed to be a catcher right biggio was a catcher yeah biggio was a catcher when he came up so let's talk this season. And I know, Joe, you put this on the rundown. If I asked either of you, what are three storylines that you have heading into 2023 MLB season? I, 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 my, I put it down in my three that, that jumped out to me pretty quickly. And you could say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit biased on some of these, but um, we'll start with, the one that's not going to people are going are not going to accuse me of like what the f okay we get it bro um but the harper is out for the phillies until midseason at least they've replaced him in the lineup at least for now with uh Trey Turner the phillies coming off a world series appearance after not really having a great regular season last year Without Harper, but with Trey Turner. That, to me, like, I am interested to see what the Phillies are going to do this year. Um, and Laz and I will talk about it on a Dirty Slides baseball preview in terms of, like, do we think that they're going to win the division? Do we think, you know, they're over-under? But to me, that's my first of of three. Laz, you got one that jumps out to you? I mean, I you know, one that just kind of jumped out because I just saw it is that the Yankees have a new kid shortstop who made the squad, Anthony Volpe. Anthony Volpe. Um, 
And uh, is he a better defender than Jeter? Let's find out. Oh, I, I can assure you. <laughs> can, can you imagine if he comes in and he is the second Yankee shortstop to be the worst defender of all time? The chances are not good. Field, we're, we're all good. I think uh, yeah. one of the interesting storylines is um, that the Xander Bogarts to San Diego, um, you know, with all the problems that uh, Machado had with Tatis, it's kind of like, you know, Machado's got such a bad reputation, um, but he had such a problem with Tatis, you know, basically not hustling and San Diego moving Tatis to center field and bringing in a, a vet champion shortstop, um, basically moving him away from <laughs> moving Tatis away from Machado is pretty interesting to me. You know, and see how I think. I think the San all. Diego, um, I think the San Diego team with with adding guys after you know finally making a a somewhat significant playoff run last year is. De- I mean, th- they're kind of the story in the in the NL West this year. Is it like is it going to be? Is are they have they finally come to life? Because you got the Dodgers let a lot of guys go, uh, you know, have some injuries. Like you know, is this is this the finally the year? I mean, obviously, I know you guys won the uh, division a couple of years ago, but uh, the didn't you? you yeah, we did. Yeah. But that was fluke. Yeah, flukish. Yes. But is but is is this you know is there a changing of the guard in the NL West? Uh, my other storyline for sure, uh, and it's the second most excited I am for a game today, especially since he's going up against the Phillies. But DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom to, DeGrom to Texas, I mean, the number one uh, free agent on the board actually that actually left. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm a DeGrom guy. Uh, I'll be rooting for him to be successful. I'll also be I'll be rooting for him to win 30 games in Texas and for the Rangers to win 30 games. I'll also be rooting for old, the return of the old school, old school manager, Bruce Bochy in Texas. Yeah. Seeing how that goes and seeing like, you know, um, a team like the Rangers, like where were they in the whole, you know, um, I don't know. What, what are we calling that? The, the science of baseball, the the uh, blah, 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 the statistics or whatever. The analytics. The, the analytics. Thank you. Um, are Since they've been so shitty, are they going to shove analytics down Bo- Bochy's throat? Or are they going to let Bochy, you know, do his thing? Probably going to let him do his thing. I mean, what, you know, what have they been, what have they been doing? Nothing. Right. Yeah. And then my third is certainly uh, this is the one where people are gonna be like, we get it, dude. You're a Mets fan, but like Justin Verlander's forty. He's coming off a of Cy Young. He's coming to the bright lights in New York. I have way more confidence in an old Verlander than I do than I did an old Scherzer. Um, the Scherzer Scherzer will start today. It's lined up for Verlander to be the opening day starter at home, but. God damn, if if for me he's not just gonna be like, do they have life alerts hung around their necks? Because I just don't want these old guys. I've fallen and I can't get up. This like opening Twitter, baseball Twitter for me every day is gonna be like calling my mom in the last years that my dad was alive. Like, is everything okay? Is he okay? Did he get up this morning? He did? Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, who, who knows? Maybe Scherzer with a pitch clock is like Bonds on roids. It like really helps him. Yeah. You know, freeze guys really playing the pitch clock. Who knows? 
So, like, what are you guys' expectations when it comes to, you know, as I pull up the future odds, which obviously are pretty indicative, you'd say. So, Houston's the favorites to win at plus 600. Braves, Dodgers, plus 750. Yankees, plus 850. Mets at plus 900. Padres, plus 1,000. Like, do you guys have one of those teams as your World Series champ? Uh, yes, I do. I would, yeah. I mean, I think I'd add the. Did you say the Braves? I think the Braves should be. The Braves are in there. Yeah. 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 I I like, you know, Houston is incredible. Um, I like the Braves or the Padres to come out of the National League. So, I'm not really sure yet, but. So, how about your old stock? How about the Bay Area? The 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 Oakland. I have to ask about Oakland. Over under 59 and a half wins. Do, do we think that they are over? I think they're going to get, I think they're going to get over. I think they're going to get 64. I like the over too. I like the over because we've had the A's for a couple of years have been down. And for so long, we, they were dead and buried before the season and they always overachieved. They've and drafted now, really well, like historically. So they, they right. shouldn't be that down for that long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, me, so the year me, it's like let's 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 make that bet, Laz. Let's do let's yeah, let's, yeah. Hammer, let's, let's hammer the A's over. Yeah. Okay, the year's 2025, two years from now. It's the year 2000. <laughs> two years from now, how the O's the A's doing? No, are they're they playing in Oakland or are they playing in Las Vegas? Yeah, they're probably still playing in Oakland. They're I still. you know, as as somebody who now goes to Las Vegas regularly. I'll be at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio, April 10th to 16th. Two shows every night, 7 to 9.30. I never wanted uh, Oak, the A's to leave Oakland, especially since Oakland had, like, it's it's kind of insane that Oakland has one of the few major metropolitan areas, certainly a, a, a like a huge one when you consider San Francisco's right there. With an undeveloped waterfront, that's what like that's what like teams jack off for. Like, can we put this by the water? Can we? Yeah. Can we put a ballpark by the water? Like, yeah. we, like there was a point where the Jets were talking about a uh, West Side Stadium. They were gonna knock down like eight blocks of the West Side of New York City. They're like, we're gonna take a wrecking ball to fucking twelve blocks just to put a stadium up. The idea that Oakland hasn't already done it is probably why they will move because what the fuck is the problem? But now that I go, I think, I think the A's ownership just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Just doesn't care. But now that I go to Vegas all the time, I'm like, I'm like, give me a ballpark. Yeah. Knock down the Rio. Give me a ballpark right there. Put the commie seller in the ballpark. (laughs) Perfect. No, I mean, the, the ownership doesn't give a shit. Like if they had any other owners besides this John Fisher guy, um, and you know, there's money in Oakland, there's money in the Bay area to buy that squad and, and build a stadium like the giants did and not be asking the city of Oakland for, uh, money to build the stadium. Like it's 1972. Um, but you know, if they haven't done it by now, I don't think by 2025, they're going anywhere. Laz, can't you just buy the A's? Like what's going on here? I can't, I can't guys. <laughs> Yeah. How much how much do we have to throw in? We can start a GoFundMe to add to we're gonna need like we're we're gonna need many, 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 many more millions of dollars and probably billions. So yeah, let's go fund me for the ace. 
Well, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be great if the exactly. if the if the A's being in a town that's become very hip and very young and very progressive was the first socialist owned? <laughs> they become the the Packers of the MLB. Just, uh, just two million hipsters in Oakland all in for five bucks. <laughs> and but see, I that's why they're gone, in my opinion. Like if you can't figure this out, they'll somehow figure out a way to get them to Vegas. I think. Yeah. Like, like that, right? Like Vegas they're is the gonna new. Have, they're going to ask Vegas to build them a stadium. Yeah, Vegas will. Yeah, there's just so much casino money. I Vegas is like the new hot chick. I mean, look, you now have two teams there. There's going to be an NBA team at some point. Yeah, like in the next ten years, Vegas is going to have four teams. I think in the next fifteen years. I, I really think they'll have an, an LeBron NBA James team. is bringing a basketball team there. I'm and just my, saying, it's more like my hope. My hope is raised. simply. Than the Oakland A's, I think. My, oh, that's what you think, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. By yeah. the way, if LeBron James, LeBron James needs to call his Vegas team the Las Vegas Goats, just do it. Just, <laughs> just nut on everybody. <laughs> You'll nut if if that happens. You oh, fuck! I, I just, I just that's, nutted at the idea of it. That's bring actually on, pretty funny. Bring me on, LeBron, the Las Vegas Goats. So. I'll ask you. God, each... could you imagine the exploding heads of fifty-year-old guys who like short shorts and and fifty-seven, fifty-six basketball games? He called this him the goat, <laughs> and it explodes. <laughs> Here's a great opening day comment. Shout out to A. Millie. Opening day always makes me think of my baseball days. I got struck out by a girl one time. Well, she that. was she throwing a knuckleball. I love that. And knuckleballs are tough. Some girls throw knuckleballs. Was it Monet <laughs> Davis? <laughs> Knuckle Monet Davis. Knuckleballs are tough. So what are your expectations for the Mets and what are your expectations for the Giants? Or goals? Either oh, or. my I mean, my I would say my expectation on the Mets is absolutely to be a playoff team. Um, the NL East is a very difficult division with the Braves and the Phillies. Um, but my expectation is that they are a playoff team, and my hope and my belief a little bit is that Steve Cohen, I mean, he's clearly he clearly doesn't give a fuck about money. We know that he he doesn't give a fuck about money and spending and he's doing it to win um, and he's doing it to win because he knows in the long term that'll make him money. The first year he had the team, it seemed like he was getting his feet wet and he wasn't making any grand sweeping changes. Last year, he started spending. And then he got a little gun shy at the at the uh, trade deadline. This year, he spent to the point where people were at, literally losing their minds, saying that this is unfair. And this year, I think he'll be a little bit more aggressive at the trade deadline. I see the Mets um, competing in the division for sure, and I I am hopeful and in my heart a little bit believe that they will win the division because. Uh, I think they'll be right there with those other two teams. And this year, Steve Cohen's not going to let the other teams be the ones that pull the trigger. He's going to go out and fucking trade. And honestly, they have guys. Beatty isn't even starting in the major leagues. Alvarez isn't even starting in the major leagues. Um, so they have guys who are young prospects that they could move and go out. Now, do I necessarily want to see those guys moved? No, but at, this, at the same time, it's like if you have a third baseman and a catcher that on any other roster would already be in the big leagues playing and you're keeping them down there because you want to win today, then I wouldn't be surprised if they 
if they moved some of those guys for just an absolute huge name deadline. So I believe, I believe the Mets will be um, the NL team Amps? in the World Series. Yes, this is our this is the year. Well, this may come as a surprise, but I do not believe that the Giants are going to be in the World Series. <laughs> I believe they're going to be a mid team, medium. Um, they'll probably, you know, kind of stay in the race, um, you know, be with within five games of the wild card come September. But their just lack of top end talent at the end of the day is just going to bury them. Because, you know, Jock Peterson's hitting third. Should be hitting seventh for a really good team. Yeah. That's where we're at. And and I'll I'll add the uh I'll add the thing on my prediction, which is obviously that is health dependent, which you could say for any team, but obviously more so for a team that's starting two guys my age as they're one and two. <laughs> well, look, guys, I will uh add from my perspective, I will not be attending a single Reds game this year. Out of protest? Uh, well, I just, you know, I like if, if yeah, I mean, call it a protest. My thing is like, call it if, a protest, if, call it apathy. I mean, can, can, or like, I might not I, be attending a Giants game this year. I said, let's hammer, I said, let's hammer the uh, A's over. Can I also hammer Ruther attending a Cincinnati Reds game? I mean, we're, we're like 18 months removed from, I will not be attending a Bengals game. And then you attended two Bengals games and are now a Bengals fan and employee. Well, hold on. I'm not a Bengals fan and employee. I, I, you work, are, you're not a Bengals fan. I, I, I hold on. Hold are you on, a Rams fan still? I work with a company that sponsors the Bengals. Right. So, yes, I, I, how many Bengals games have you attended since you made the claim that you would no longer be attending Bengals games? Six? Um, four. I mean, how many games do you go to this year? Two. I went to the Mar Hamlin game and a playoff game, the Ravens playoff game, and the year before I went to two. Yeah. So I would like to predict that's Andy Ruther attends. Two out of eight. It's twenty five percent of all Bengals games. Well, I won't be attending any Reds games. I really won't. But like, I'm not going to do a bold proclamation. I, I, but I'm just, I'm just not. I'm wearing the Florence Y'alls. That's my team, the Independent Frontier I mean, League. I, listen, I, you know me, and this, this goes for both of you guys. I mean, you know, I'm already locked in. I'll be attending a Giants Mets game, April 4:20, probably, um, as I have shows at the Throckmorton Theater in San Rafael on the 18th, and I'm doing a show in San Francisco on the 19th, then probably heading to the Mets Giants game on the 20th. Work trying to work my way into a Cincinnati trip, you know. Come see the Mets play there. I think you'd be there if I came to okay, town. Okay, I don't think, okay. I don't like think you'd you, let me go alone. Well, no, I wouldn't. Like you can throw in caveats. Like, yeah, if you were in town, of course I'd go. I'm just saying, like on my own. Laz will go to a Dodgers Giants game. Sure, and, I might go know. to a Dodgers Mets game. Like, I mean, I mean, Monday the seventeenth. Michael Conforto and all, but like just to watch Michael Conforto hit, I don't know, man. You'll like Conforto. He'll be nice. He'll 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 be okay and with your little right field. My yeah. my, th- my thing again. My thing is like I just you know what what happened. You guys probably could. I could not name a single thing in the history of owners saying what happened with the Reds. Of like an owner, they they think it. I know a lot of them think it across pro sports ownership. Nobody says what he said out loud and then doubles. What are down they going to do? 
Yeah. Where yeah. are you going to go? It's like, <laughs> well, dude, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to uh, independent league, which is actually fun. I've, I've been to games there. There's the D- Dayton dragons up the street or up the street, but you know, like it, it's, it's like, my point is that mindset when you don't care, it's like, well, then I, then I don't care. And apathy is not something you want, man. The I saw the Reds for the first time ever, and I like I don't know how long they had they had some opening day tickets available. Wow. Oh. What about Joey Votto? Are they going to let Joey Votto go? Are they going to trade him to Toronto and get one? I want to know what you guys think. Joey Votto's making twenty five million this year. He's starting free. Injured. Joey Votto, like, which seems like nothing now. Does he have anything in the tank? I I don't know. You tell me. I, I it to me like. Joey Votto would be a very useful hitter on a great team down the stretch, a veteran guy, high contact, lefty, you know, stud. Who's getting dinged? Uh, be me. Sorry, guys. Oh. Um, uh, like, especially. It's Joey Votto. I like, <laughs> I like, I like that Laz, uh, Laz's phone ringtone is a human being with a triangle. <laughs> Ding! It's a tuning fork. <laughs> <laughs> well, Laz, on that note, it's it's been a yeah. pleasure. Thanks for joining yeah, today, you guys. Thanks for having me, Andy. And, uh, uh, let's do, a, plug. Let's do yeah. a dirty slides season preview. What do you think? Next couple days. Yeah, next couple days. Let's do it. Love it. All right, cool. Guys. Bye, Take boys. care. Later. Everybody, follow Andy Lazarus on the Venice Gaze Instagram on his personal Instagram, on all the things. At at Dirty Slides on Instagram, and, uh, or sorry, on Twitter. We, we'll definitely have a full Major League Baseball preview incoming. Honestly, also shout out to Andy Ruther, who talks baseball for way longer than I, I thought his eyes were going to start bleeding. Dude, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not anti-baseball. I, I'm just like, well, first of all, we all know my NFL hard on. Right, we know. I looked at the rundown today. There's 14 NFL stories. I'm like, there's nothing even happened. <laughs> I can't get enough, man. I just can't get enough. It's it's the old Zeke gif, just like feed me, feed yeah. me, feed me more. I I can't get enough of all these situations. Andy on a stakeout with like binoculars, checking out Aaron Rodgers ate for breakfast. <laughs> I've got a list of the things Aaron Rodgers ate today. It was hard to see because he was eating in the darkness, but. Well, before we hop into anything, I would like to add that all dirt balls, baseball season long, today's opening day, should hop on over to play some of our to do some of the picks, some of the plays, how I forget how they word it. Over at prize picks, mm. Joe. I, I know we obviously did a partnership during football season. We're gonna I'm excited that, that we have a partnership during baseball season. So much more action every day. Yeah, you know, you and, have daily action, and also, you know, they do all sports. So don't forget, Prize Picks does all sports, NBA. If you want to get some action on that, you can do that as well. So go ahead, Dirt Balls, and hop on over to Prize Picks. I'm looking right now; they got a big deal going, eighteen percent off. Jacob Degrom, more or less six and a half strikeouts. Ooh, it's high for an opening day. 
You think that's you think you think? Well, you I mean, last. it's it's, it's uh, well, I would probably still go more because I think he's gonna. Go, I think he feels like he's got something to prove. The guy's a bulldog. It's why I I'm you know, like I said, I hope I hope Jacob Degrom wins thirty games, and I hope that the Texas Rangers win only those thirty games. But um, it's it's still high though because you would think a guy with some injuries and some whatever like, do they pitch him four innings? Do they pitch him five? You know, yeah. I don't. I don't see Jacob Degrom going eight today, unless he just loves that hot Texas weather. Yeah. Well, they also have what I love on here for baseball. They have bases. Total, total bases. Like, total bases. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So like. That's a like, fun play. Right. Like that's a fun play if you're going to be on Prize Picks and 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 there's so many players. So. Head on over to Prize Picks because once again, all first-time users that deposit and use promo code Dirty will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. Download Prize Picks today and play daily fantasy sports again. All the sports are on here with us. Make sure you use promo code Dirty when you sign up. And you have so many options with baseball. I you, know. I'm gonna. You, I'm gonna. I. I already. Obviously, I already have the Prize Picks app downloaded. But I. Sure. Excited that you have announced to me today our partnership <laughs> with them for baseball season. Hey man, I'll be, so- I'll be. I'll be opening it immediately. Yeah. Upon, upon the end of this show, and gonna get some plays in because I'm going over to a. Uh, I'm going over to a local bar here. Watch opening day. Got some Mets fans coming out. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Andy should, I'm, I, I, I tried to find it there. It doesn't seem there used to be West fourth and Jane, which you've been to with me uh, a bunch of times is now closed. It used to be the New York sports. Ah, West fourth and Jane is closed. Yeah. I, yet another pandemic, uh, casualty. That was a favorite Andy Ruther spot after the hostile comedy. It's shows. a great, it was great, man. Those wings were good. Burger was good. It was all New York stuff. They were big Mets fans, big Rangers fans there. Um, I'm thinking I might have to take the torch and find the place and and lead Mets no fans Mets to a new spot. I know. No today, Mets it's gonna be, today it's going to be Barney's in, in West Hollywood. It's like, you know, Barney's. It's like, yeah, at least it's open, but sure. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be the spot I settle on. West 4th and Jane, the, the go-to Andy Ruther move. Yeah. Get a girl on a game of uh, Connect Four. Connect Four, man. Because then you later on you try to connect your four inches to her. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> Hit that downgrade button on me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> four inches, four inches of fury. Sounds like an Andy Ruther first rap album. <laughs> you know, I wanted I wanted to do a rap album cover with my daughter. I want yeah. to call it Nick U baby. <laughs> Cause like a lot of times like babies will do like they'll she'll do like this or like, it looks, yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, she, when she holds up her hand, it looks like gang symbols. Yeah. I was like, I want to do a rap album cover called Nick U baby. I think I'm breaking in your shoes tonight, by the way, or today. Oh, nice. Love it. You got, you got a dad event planned. Well, you know, the grass is finally, it's nice and thick. I was letting it build up a little. I think I might break in my, uh, my my monarchs, air monarchs, my air monarchs a little, with a little maybe grass cutting experience, a little, little grass cutting at least in the front yard. At the very, I least. love it. 
You'll get some grass stains on it so they're nice and warm for the first barbecue of spring. I mean, I mean that's that's how you break them in, right? Is that for wrong sure. to get the get the grass stains on? No, them? listen. Uh, what I look forward to one day, and I know a lot of dads with this, is you know as you break these in, um, that these become that these these are your first pair. So one day, you'll have another pair of Air Monarchs that you don't put on because you put on these. These are your grass cut Monarchs. Okay. Yeah, because I, I I want you to use them for all things dadding. You know, we don't have to keep there's not a dad in the world that kept their shoes, you know, icy white. Well, that's the question. Like if I get the grass stains and the air monarchs, do I not wear them to Costco if I go to Costco tomorrow? No, you got to wear them to Costco with the grass stains. Sure. You want cutting barbecue Costco runs trips to the uh, jungle gym. Pushing the stroller around the neighborhood. I have a confession. I've turned into the guy jogging with the stroller. Yes. We I, we all knew that was coming. I've turned into the guy I never, ever thought I'd be. In fact, I remember, and it probably doesn't exist because I've I've, you know, over the years cleaned out Twitter because we all know we have to do that at times because some wild things we said 10 years ago. But I know for a fact that I tweeted something probably about 10 years ago so that you like, wanted to run over strollers in your car. No, it was something along the lines of if I'm ever going for a run pushing a stroller, kill me now or something. Well, Joe, that's I, I've done it twice now in the last week. I know. I can't wait for you to jog your stroller all the way to the great American ballpark for your daughter's first Reds game. This year. <laughs> Dude, it's a workout running, uh, running versus just, pushing. I'm going to call it right now. I guarantee at some point, Andy Ruther runs like a 5k with the stroller, a half marathon with the stroller. I I'm not going to disagree with that. It's hard work though, man. Just pushing a little nine pound baby is a lot different than just nothing. But she loves it too. So it's like if she's gonna sleep, you kill two birds with one stone. I want to get a little fresh air, a little exercise. It makes her sleep. Kids love that movement. Basically, what I'm saying is Tug and I really need to just start a a dad bod podcast or something. Dad bod podcast. I love it. Right? Like Tug is like the godfather. He's got three kids. Yeah. Three boys. He must have this down. I thought of him the other day when he was like, when he kept talking about like putting on weight from eating the kids mac and cheese. And I'm like, I like, obviously she's not eating. Tug is, um, dude, every Tug is uh, uh, the thing that Tug is the most dad. He's the most dad eater of all time. When I go play golf with Tug uh, at the turn, I'll be like, yo, I'm going to get a hot dog and a Miller light. He's like, I'm good. And then he'll pull out like a, peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the crust cut off <laughs> and like a squeezable juice pouch. <laughs> he'll be eating like a go-gurt. I'm like, what is happening here? And he'll, and he'll also, he'll have like a little, he'll have like a little plastic cup with like 11 goldfish in them. I'm like <laughs> Ziploc bags full of like Cheerios without milk. I'm like, what are you eating? Do you just, are you literally, did you literally steal your son's lunchbox this morning on the way out the door? Oh, I was like, did your kid get sent to school with like two, 
two glizzies and a Miller Lite? Or did you guys accidentally swap? Or is this your lunch? That's hilarious. You want to talk a little NFL? Because I do. <laughs> sure. I will talk a little NFL. That was as far as Andy Ruther could make it. Somebody mark it. I think a new record. More than 51 minutes. So the Lamar Jackson thing, I know I always talk about it, but I can't I can't get enough. You know, you know what I you know what I'm just completely fascinated by? Just the the hole he keeps digging himself, in my opinion. Like, you know how we always say someone take his phone? Yeah. Like when you're tweeting. It's a bad omen or a sign when you have to tweet to justify what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've like, can you think of anybody though? Seriously, Joe, can you think of any superstars that have to justify? I can never think, I could not think of one. I've never seen Kevin Durant or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or you just name the sport. Having Antonio Brown, but no no one who's not crazy. That's that's for sure. That's what I'm saying. Who's had to tweet to justify what they should be getting? And he did I that. Even, this I week. didn't even see. I didn't even see what did he tweet. Did you see today? what he tweeted? No. So now owners are being open about it, and it's funny. Like a lot of dirtballs DM'd us, and I saw it. I saw it anyway. But people were like, "This is literally what you and Joe have been saying for a month." So Arthur Blank this week said on record, there's no question Lamar Jackson's one of the top QBs in the league. Looking at it objectively, there is some concern about whether or not he can play his style of game for how long that can last. Hopefully a long time, but he's missed five and six games each of the last two years. So basically, Arthur Blank said exactly what we've said. This style of play, there's no longevity. You've missed five exactly, and But six also, games. that that is essentially the issue with the people that are are insanely clamoring for him to get the biggest contract ever it's like this isn't uh, you know uh, sure i've been saying this for a long time on the show we've been saying this but like this isn't some you know galaxy brain theory like it has been something that has been common sense in the nfl forever if you go back to the 90s in college football if you go back to tommy frazier if you go back to whatever like teams ran like teams ran the option to the tune of national championships in college tim tebow was running in college johnny manziel was running in college i don't know if you saw the kyle shanahan interview talking about when he had Johnny Manziel and was, you know, dealing with him. He was like, we just knew it wasn't sustainable, that there's no way he could survive. If you go back to the 90s, you would see teams dominating college football with a style of play they never once ran in the NFL. And as a, I remember being a kid being a teenager, being 10 and saying, why doesn't some team just have Tommy Frazier the next year and win the Super Bowl? And people who were adults would say, because he'll die. The, the best, they don't run the option at the single best defensive end in college, which is every guy on the field. It's just, it's so 
common sense for decades now that you can't run your quarterback in the NFL. It's too fast. Guys take too many hits. And 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 it really just takes one. And honestly, to those people who reply to things that he got hurt in the pocket, like, shut up. That's the most popular response. It really it's is. It's so fucking dumb. It's so, so dumb. So it's just a coincidence. It's so dumb. That Josh Allen is a, it's an elbow injury. It's not even a that Lamar Jackson it happened in the pocket. Cam Newton, it happened in the pocket. Like, yeah, because he takes hits all day. All day. Yeah. Well, it's it's no different than wear and tear in a car, right? If if your car just keeps putting on miles after miles, it's gonna break down, man. It's the same exact thing. And, it's, and, and it's almost like if you if you talk to somebody, like if two people buy a Toyota Corolla today. And don't tell me how they're going to drive it and how far they're going to drive it. Are they a commuter? Are they not? I'll take the guy who bought it in California over the guy who bought it in Vermont. Good luck. Yours is going to deal with weather. Well, 100%. It's it's like, so I have a Corolla. It's funny you say that. So I just got the oil changed. You know what the guy, I was like, everything fine? Because they obviously check everything else. The guy said to me, he goes, he goes, did your car is four years old, but it's not four years old. He goes, you, you have, you have 42,000 miles on it, man, in four years. He's like, you haven't driven the thing. And it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing for quarterbacks. The guy who's not getting hit, it might be four years old, but doesn't feel like it's four years old. Right. Where, where Lamar Jackson, you're not in your sixth year. And the fact that you have to tweet, because then he did it again. Like He hopped on Twitter. I don't remember me sitting out my guys weeks one versus Jets to week 12 versus Broncos. How come all of a sudden I sit out because of money when I could have got hurt anytime? It's like, what are you talking about? And then he Listen, said, if you look at, if you just look at my, like at my team as a comparison, like the, the thing that Eagles fans and Cowboys fans and Giants haters in general love to dunk on us about is like, oh, nice Eli Manning clone. With the floppy hair and the aw shucks and the and he throws a lot of picks and whatever. Daniel Jones has missed more games already than Eli Manning has missed in his whole career. Why? Because he runs the ball. Yeah. And Eli Manning never one time ever ran the ball. He famously sure. ran in the first touchdown in London. That was his one and only rush attempt in the NFL. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's definitely people who want to just really harp on how he got hurt and just ignore the, the wear and tear. I get, again, we always talk about this, but I get that you guys play Madden and I get that you guys play fantasy football and I get that it, he's excited. No one's saying Lamar Jackson isn't exciting or isn't a great quarterback. Yeah. No one's saying that, but be realistic. He's getting hurt because he runs. What the fuck are we talking about here? Yeah. And and, and again, I, I, I continue to think he's just going to end up on the Ravens just because there aren't there aren't options. We did get a call, though. There's, con there's concern from the Colts camp about the the Ruther curse. 
It's Indiana Dirtball Preston. And uh, a couple things. One, uh, the Colts defense, I know you said it was the 28th ranked defense. Um, it was better than that. Um, when your offense can't move the ball, let alone score points, the other team's always going to score more points. Uh, they they did look pretty good at times throughout the season. In fact, I would even argue they're a contender-worthy defense. They, they, they were better than what the numbers say. But if Lamar Jackson goes to the Colts, I will personally blame you, Andy Ruther, for putting your nasty-ass Ruther curse all over my Indianapolis Colts. I swear to God, Andy. By the way, this, that's not me. This whole... You have to you have to my back on this one. The Lamar Jackson, the Colts all started with a random Colts fan calling our show last year. Right. Plus, there's me. been plus there's been a lot of rumors about it. Pat McAfee wants it. Like it's out here. And also to, to go back to his point about the defense, the 28th ranked defense isn't the third ranked defense if the offense can move the ball. <laughs> yeah. Which on. is by the way, what he's had his whole career so far with the exception of one year is the a top three defense. Yeah. And and by the way, I actually agree with him. I think that the Colts do have a fairly decent defense as compared to their numbers, but you're not, you're not the best defense in football. You're not a top three defense in football. And that's what he has had and not won playoff games. Well, and it doesn't really matter. I don't know if you saw Jim Mercer's comments again, all these guys are now openly commenting on it. He's like, I don't believe in all this guaranteed money. He, he's on record now saying, oh, we're not going to throw the bag at Lamar. And it seems like all these guys who, quote unquote, need quarterbacks, the Falcons, the Colts, all their owners are just openly saying. It is it is a combo of the two things. It's like, that's just the way it goes now. You have to guarantee the contracts. But when you have a quarterback that can't stay on the field because of his style of play, it makes you want to give him Maybe a little bit less. Maybe you're not. Maybe a team out there would give you the big deal provided you didn't want all of it guaranteed. Lamar Jackson has a style of play that would make you want to guarantee him less. Meanwhile, he's demanding more. Yeah. And that's where the divide is. That's simply what's happening here. It's all you have a is. style of play that makes people concerned about your longevity. And to be fair, it's almost like Lamar Jackson is saying that himself. I want this money guaranteed because if I get hurt, you guys could just cut me. Yeah, for sure. He's almost admitting exactly the thing. He, the, the same reason he wants it guaranteed is why teams don't want to give it to him guaranteed. Yeah, that's a good point. So... We have more developments in our gossipy Jerry Jones paternity case portion of the show. I have to do it. I have to do it. I, I personally sent it to you, and I and my text to Joe said, Jerry Jones is straight up turning into an episode of Maury Povich. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely hilarious. So to remind everybody, Jerry Jones had a bastard child 26 years ago. From a flight attendant that he met. I mean, dude, this is peak chair. I think she was a agent too, right? Wasn't she? She, she was, was a like, what? I don't even know. If she was like a flight attendant. I think she was just like the ticket counter lady. Oh, yeah. Every time I tell this story, even though I'm saying Maury Povich, I just want to say, Jerry, Jerry, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. 
So the latest development in this back and forth is that now she is filing a lawsuit for defamation of character because Jerry slandered her. And as a quick reminder, Jerry gave her 375 grand, set up two trusts, paid for her college at Southern Methodist University and bought her a new Range Rover when she was 16. But Jerry still will not admit that he's the father. Right. <laughs> and that's all she wants. That's that's, that's all she is, wants is he the lawsuit is essentially he and his people or or I should say he through his people are saying that this is some sort of, you know, extortion scheme. And meanwhile, she's saying, I actually don't want any money. I just want you to admit you're my dad. And she keeps, and now Jerry's camp, again, sounds like a talk show. Jerry's camp is saying she did try to extort me. And like what Joe's saying, she's saying, no, I just, dude, just admit you're my dad. My mom right. signed a non-disclosure agreement when I was a baby. All I want you to do is openly say I'm a father. By the way, he did meet her mom. That is correct, Joe. Good, good memory. He met Cynthia Spencer Davis. A American Airlines ticket counter in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. what a what a love story. What an absolute love story that is. So she's known her whole life. Yeah. I guess he's given her about $3 million. I don't know why he won't just admit it. Dude, you've given yeah, her a lot of point, money. At this point, like, what are we talking about? The world knows, Jerry. Yeah. What happens first? Here's another one. I, li I like these what happens first. Jerry Jones admits this woman is his daughter. Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm going to me easy. To me, that's easy. I'm going, he admits. I thought you were going to say or Lamar Jackson gets signed. I was like, that's a that's a better one. The, uh, the Cowboys. You tell, you're, you're telling me you don't think he's going to admit it in the next 30 years? His deathbed. He's like, she's my daughter. You think it's the Cowboys? No, I I think it's him. I okay. think he admits it. I don't think the Cowboys win a Super Bowl anytime soon. Okay. And also, I think Jerry Jones will admit it in his last days, which considering he adds salt to his fucking Egg McMuffins, his, his McGriddles, <laughs> could be any day now. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. Jerry Jones, we have Bud Sea League. These guys go on forever. Jerry's 80. I mean, Jerry was laying the pipe pretty late then. Yeah. I'm just saying she's 26. Jerry's pumping out kids at look at me complaining. Jerry's about dealing with baby stuff. He's pumping out kids at 54. Now, granted, Jerry also walked away. Right. He you wasn't know. running her, he wasn't jogging with her in a stroller. He didn't have those air monarchs on. No. Jerry, Jerry doesn't even know what air monarchs are. No. Okay, here's a different one. Maybe I set the bar too high with Super Bowl. What happens first? The Cowboys make an NFC championship. Or Jerry admits he's the father. It's a tougher one. I'm still going Jerry. Wow. But it's closer. It's closer. Because you never know. Cowboys yeah. could sneak in one in the next five years yeah i don't think they will are you excited that they're gonna probably start flexing 
I don't think either of these happen before Jerry dies. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, he puts salt on his McGriddles. Add it salt. Are you excited they're going to flex Thursday Night Football? No. No. I am. I am. I. One of the few things I stand with my owner on these days. Uh, John Mara upset about this. And so am I. Listen, flexing, I think from a fan standpoint, obviously, first of all, football. There's You have eight, eight and a half home games a year. People build things around this. You're right. You know, people have drafts for their tickets that they share with people. People plan travel. I mean, you know me. I'm the king of going to see my sports team on the road. Um, I'm already looking at, you know, when does the NFL schedule come out? They're, the Giants are playing in Vegas this year. I got a schedule, you know. Do I schedule a week at the cellar? I'm there this April 10th through 16th, by the way, uh, around it. But like, I mean, a lot of football fans do travel to these things. You know, you buy you buy a ticket in on a Friday and out on a Monday. Suddenly you're, you're in a Monday night game or a Thursday night game. I think it's horrible, actually. And flexing things to, to Sunday night doesn't change anything, really. No. But flexing things to Monday ridiculous and flexing things to Thursday is the most ridiculous. You just all of a sudden go into having three less days for a game plan. That's crazy to me. And also if the NFL, obviously it's all money related. They want the best, you know, Roger Goodell hides behind that. We want the best thing for our fans, which I do. You don't really care about the fans is my argument. It's all about money, but if you do that, then compensate the players. I, I don't understand why that's not ever I'd on the argue, table. I'd argue for Thursday night. Sunday night and Monday night are marquee things. Sure. I would argue for Thursday night. And and people always say the games suck. And that's because they have three less days to repair. Teams are on short rest. It's going to be worse. But I would argue with Thursday night, literally give them the worst game. Because... People are going to fucking watch it anyway. Yeah, you're right. It's Thursday. Who cares? I mean, NFL football fans, out there, this is proven. People just go, whatever. Dude, it's the NFL. It's on three days early. Yeah. I'll watch the fucking Colts play the Colts. I don't give a shit. Give me an inner squad. Give me a team on a bye practicing. I'll probably watch it in prime time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Randy Ruther watches old Bengals games. How do you think? Okay, let me ask you a question. If week 12 this year, random week, week 12, okay, they said in place of this Thursday's football game, the Bengals are on bye. We're going to televise the offense versus the defense in a beer pong match. A million viewers? You think it gets a million? Ooh, I like this one. I think it gets a million. I'd watch. It, what if they told you uh, the Manning brothers are going to commentate? It's like five, six, two million. Offense versus defense, beer pong. You know what's funny? I thought you were going to say Bengals offense versus defense, legit full contact practice. I was like, I'd watch that too. I'm just saying it's Thursday. We don't need the best game. Yeah. Sunday night football, after a whole day of football, you want a marquee matchup. Monday is is famously, historically, we we try to put great games on there. 
Thursday, who cares? Give me literally the worst teams of the week. Yeah. Because the quality is going to be down anyway. Sure. So who gives a fuck? All people ever do on Thursday is complain about the shit game on Twitter. It's like, you know what? You know how I know you know it's shit? Because you're watching. Yeah. You're like, now, this Cardinals-Steelers game sucks. It's like, yeah, watch it harder, bro. Using your example, if the Bengals offense played the Bengals defense in beer pong, who's paying for the beer in the solo cups? Because I don't think the Bengals would. No. Is that coming out of Joe Burrow's pocket? Seems fair. Right? Sure. Maybe our sponsor, Miller Lite, could provide it for everybody. Funny you say that. They are our sponsor, Joe. Like they're providing it for me? They're providing it for you, providing it for millions of Americans since 1975, Joe. The original light beer with just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Guys, Miller Lite, the beer of the Bengals, and it should also be the beer for all our baseball fans out there enjoying opening day today. I'm going to a bar today, and I and they have Miller Lite on draft, and I'm so excited about it. I, obviously, no matter what, I'm going to be drinking responsibly because I'm a responsible guy, and there's a long day of baseball today. So clearly, I'll be pacing myself, enjoying lots of food uh, at the bar as well. But over under on uh, Miller, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm over. I'm at one already. I haven't even left yet. Yeah. Well. A lot has changed over the years with baseball, Joe. Like we're going, we're discussing it. You know what hasn't changed over the years? Miller Lite's connection with baseball, America's pastime, America's pastime, and the original light beer brewed here in America. All over the world, there's light beers now, but it all started in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's right. When some brilliant galaxy brain genius was like. What if it's light? And they're like, what are you talking about? He's like, hold on. I'm about to change the world. Light beer with the flavor you love. Tastes like Miller Lite. To get that delicious Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And I'm going to add a little addendum to this uh, Miller Lite ad. O- almost more exciting than than opening day, in, which I'm going to enjoy with some draft Miller Lights. The, the day before opening day, Miller Lite announces the return of the Mitchell and Ness Miller Lite collab. I got to get me one of those satin jackets. Miller Lite slide in my DMs. Uh, and then if if I can talk to you guys in the next 72 hours, I would love one, you know, uh, in support of the show. But after 72 hours, I'll just buy one because those things are so fire. Yeah, you sent me that. Need it. Need it. Little it's, satin Miller Lite bo- like varsity jacket. It's pretty baller. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we get some calls? Let's do it. That way you can uh, watch a little baseball. We have some some interesting calls today. I'll just say that. Dirt balls are yeah, an interesting bunch. 
Give us a ring. 310-359-8365. That is the hotline. I would like to start off with a call that I wrote down as WTF. Oh, great. Love to hear that. So I I want you to, I'll be curious what you have to say about this. Like, I, I don't know what he's talking about, but this guy's been calling in a lot and uh, he's an interesting cat. Hey, man, at this point, it's basically, you know, the dirty sports youth pastor, the official one, that is. But I think Andy was on some very introspective shit when it came to the World Baseball Classic. And this is no means a comment by Joe, because I know Joe, especially when his people, the Italians, are involved. Joe is 100% patriotic, man. But especially when it came to the World Baseball Classic, and more so the World Cup this winter, I think Andy found himself very retrospective. And it's not a disservice to the podcast. It gave us a real flavor for what the dirty sports is, man. At the end of the day, it's Andy and Joe talking about sports and them talking about the sports they want to talk about, man. It's less a podcast on sports and more a podcast about the two of them. And that's what makes it special, dude. And I just really wanted to say that. And I know the Ball State reference is old, but like I've been listening since freshman year of high school. It's like eight years since then, man. And I just want to say, shout out Joe, shout out Andy. And uh, condoms are for people who aren't like me because we be fucking raw. Bro. Is that real I, or is that just a, a bit? I don't know if he's doing a character. I don't know if he's doing guy you meet in the parking lot of a fish concert. <laughs> hey, man. Got some ganja goo balls, man. It's going to really enhance your experience, man. What? I, I mean, yeah. I appreciated his sentiment. I'm confused though on the retrospective on the World Cup and the World Baseball Classic. I don't think it's a character. Is that a character? I don't know. I don't know. I like him. What 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 state is he calling from? So I looked it up. His area code is like it's Indiana, but it's like Greater Chicago. You know how like yeah. they, they border right yeah. there on the lake. So like it's, it's right near Chicago that nor would that be the Northwest part of Indiana? Sure. Are you from Gary, bro? Is that Gary from Gary? He's like, man, I'm Gary from Gary, man. Do you know, that's what Michael Jackson. Do you know anything about Gary? Gary's a fucking hood, bro. Yeah, I know. Dude, I took a I took a wrong exit. I took a wrong exit when I went to visit guy on couch a couple of years ago. Through you know, you go through Chicago to get to Milwaukee, and I'm driving through Gary, dude. Gary, no lie, and I'm not just saying this. Driving through Gary, Gary looks probably how parts of Ukraine look right now. Yeah, there's no bigger divide between two things with the same name as there is between Gary, Indiana, and Gary Carter. <laughs>
the one that should be dead isn't. The one that should have a Afro perm doesn't. <laughs> Anytime you get a Gary the one that needs the one that needs to find God didn't. Oh my God, Gary Carter reference. Okay, so we have missed the kid, the original kid. That's right. We have a uh, we have a first time caller up next. Wow, a little, little, little first different. Time, long time. Hey, first time, long time. <laughs> no, this is we go from we go from uh, that part of the country to Miami. A little uh, look, look. Before look. we do that, can I do some breaking news for you? Yeah, breaking. My will to live, uh, for starters. Breaking. The Mets plan to put Justin Verlander on the IL today. You just talked about it. Well, for how long? I'm not going to put it on camera, but I will put the sound of it on camera. <laughs> for how long? I don't know. Probably fucking 60 days. Who fucking knows? My life's a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> they haven't even played yet, man. I Like, I'm so certain. I, I, I Like, now... Now that that's happened, I would like to bet every dollar I have on earth on prize picks over Justin Verlander. Strike. Justin Verlander is going to set the strikeout record today. Or uh, Jacob DeGrom. He's going to set the strikeout record today. Jacob, I, I, I'm going to bet. I would love to buy Jacob DeGrom. What's the alternate line on Jacob DeGrom over 18 and a half strikeouts today? Fuck! Well, you'd rather have it now than in the middle of the season, right? I'd rather have it never, Andy, to be totally well, honest with you. True, but like you already said, he's 40. 40-year-old pitcher, man. It's going to happen. You'd rather have him healthy in the playoffs. See, Joe, I'm a half I'm a half full guy. Glass is half full. I'd rather have it now. All right, you can decompress a little. I'm going to play this call. First-time caller down in uh, Miami. Uh, hi guys. Uh, I guess I'll try this again. I went I went rambling too long last time. So, uh, in short, I, you know, I've been a relatively new dirt ball for like a year. Um, I'm from Miami, originally born in Cuba. Family moved over to the states when I was around eight in the early 2000s. So, you know, and I've been a Miami sports fan, you know, pretty much since I got here. And you know, Miami's had relatively good success. You know, three heat titles. I've seen the one Marlins. Title, you know, I know I have two. I wasn't here in '97. Um, you know, I'm older now. I'm in my late 20s. So I guess what I wanted to ask was, do you guys feel like the magnitude of you know big games, like playoff games, do you do you not feel like the like the impact, or I guess like I said, the magnitude of the moment? Does it not feel as grandiose as it did when you were like younger, as a kid or an adolescent? You know. Do you feel like that just kind of coincides with aging as a sports fan, or is it like a, a personality thing, some cynicism? I don't know. And I guess another another question, if you guys want to go into it, is: Do you guys? How do you guys root the teams once your team is eliminated from contention? Right? Like I know, I know Joe's strategy is pretty much anybody but Philly, right? <laughs> then I guess. You kind of be like, well, root for anyone, but you're like division rivals, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe you hate a team or a certain player. I don't know. 
but anyways, yeah, I'm gonna sign off. Give you a little Cuban flavor. Condones son. A los que quieren pagarle 200 millones a Lamar Jackson. That means condoms are for people who want to pay Lamar Jackson 200 million. Bye, guys. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to list, re-listen to that end part again. I wanna. I wanna. Uh, I wanna learn to say that. Condones are for the Lamar Jackson. Like, oh, condoms are for fucking assholes, man. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I think my passion for um, uh, playoff games are are based on two things. One, how long it's been since my team won. Like, when I first started dating my girlfriend, she watched me watch Mets, the Mets Padres series, and was like, "Do you stand and pace and yell?" For all baseball games, I was like, no, no, my this is my baseball team in the playoffs. They haven't won in fucking thirty five years, um, so no. But like, so like, my passion is like, I'm not even with the Giants. Like, I'll never be as passionate about their playoff games as I'm at because they've I've won they've won four times in my lifetime. It's like you know, even though one's a while ago, it's like. We're fine. And then also converse, like the converse is like, I'll, I'll be super passionate if they're playing somebody that I either hate, like a division rival or somebody that I, especially when we do this podcast that I've outspokenly criticized, like last year, the Vikings giants playoff game was a big deal. Cause I shit all over Kirk cousins and had a ton of people uh, that listen to the show or just follow my Twitter who don't know near as much about football as me be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, but in the end I will be right. Cause I always am. And I was. So, you know, I was super passionate about that one. Specifically. Because I always am the humility guys. Yeah. Joe Prano. I mean, I obviously care way more as a kid, dude. I could, I think I've said this before. I couldn't do my parents would put me in the basement, man. I couldn't be around my family if I was like a team. I, 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 I'd get angry. I'd scream, ah, fuck that. You know, I'd like be an idiot. Like now, and obviously we all know me, I'm not like die hard on stuff, but I'm just like, no, 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 none of that. Like it, it's calmed down. I, I get more worked up if there's some money involved, right? That's where, that's where, yeah, I think that's where the passion is now. You're like, you, you got money on the line here. You could, you win a few bucks. And like, as far as root, yeah, it's funny. Like you, like you, you know, I don't know. Like you probably have your teams you'll never root for. Um, which I don't know. I've kind of evolved in that. You know, like people will be like, "Hey, I'm never rooting for the Steelers," right. but I feel like gambling again has changed that. Where I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like, like I grew up obviously never rooting for the Steelers or the Browns, but now it's like, "Oh, okay, I got money." Or Joe picked the Browns this week. Uh, I didn't. You know, or vice versa. It's like gambling has just kind of changed totally and, and 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 that goes for like you know a lot a lot of different things like i remember specifically a couple of years ago i made a bunch of money betting against your uh russell wilson's seahawks in uh a playoff game against the cowboys but i'll never place a dollar on on a philadelphia team 
Never. Never. I'll never place a dollar on them. Because I don't want to lose money and see them win. I don't want to see, like, I don't want to, I just, I just don't even want to be involved in that. I don't want to be involved in that. Was your I worst mo- for them to lose? Was like your worst Philly moment watching them win the Super Bowl at Goldberg's? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right. Let's do one more call. Again, hotline 310. And conversely, one of my favorite moments was, you know, watching that blatant hold where they tried to cheat and got caught and lost the Super Bowl this year. So here's a call for you, Joe. I knew we were going to get, I knew we were going to get, I mean, you knew you were going to get somebody on college basketball. You just knew it. So here, here's the call. Love it. Hey, this is TK from Minnesota, Colin. Um, ha- kind of, I guess what I'm asking is, Joe, what is, what is your issue with March Madness and college basketball? Like, I understand, like, anyone that's real with themselves knows it's not as good of a game. Like, they're not as good, all that stuff. But, like, why do you have such a problem with it that you won't even watch it? Like, you like basketball, don't you? And you know every game's going to be within five to eight points with three minutes to go in the game. And you just, like, refuse to watch that. You just won't watch it. And it's like, why? Like, yeah, I know the players aren't as good. They make mistakes. But it's kids running around, busting their ass. Like, completely different play styles going at it. That's why it's so random because you got teams that play zone team that play man teams that play fast teams that play slow go inside can shoot and it's like why do you have such an issue with watching that like i don't get it like i understand it's not as good but like why won't you watch it it's fun to watch i guess i guess that's my question uh stay dirty well this is going to be a layered question but um, my response to this particular guy, um, and also, uh, I guess basketball fans everywhere is why don't you watch the WNBA? It's still basketball. Why aren't you watching it? Why don't you watch high school basketball? Why aren't you watching double one double a basketball? Why aren't you watching the NIT? Why aren't you watching the women's final four? Why aren't you watching high school football? Why aren't, why does no one watch college baseball? The bottom line is college basketball specifically first. And by the way, the answer to all those questions is because it's not that good. And it's not that athletic and it's not that fun to watch. It's pretty fucking slow. But college basketball has a very fixable problem that I don't think that they should fix because I'm an NBA fan. I don't want them to fix it because I'm an NBA fan. But the problem with college basketball is, to me, it would be it would be better. College basketball would be significantly better if guys stayed longer. But the best players in college basketball, the best, the most talented players leave before they get good at basketball. And they get good at basketball in the NBA. We heard De'Aaron Fox, and we talked about De'Aaron Fox's statistics. 
Kyrie Irving, you know, uh, every other Anthony Davis, every other one and done guy in the history of college basketball. And then you get guys like Steph Curry, small school, CJ McCollum, small school guys who go to the NBA and therefore have a great run because they were there for a year or two or three years. But the, the, the problem with college basketball is you have two different tournaments going on simultaneously. You have guys who are going to the NBA who don't know how to play basketball yet versus guys who will never sniff the NBA who do know how to play college basketball. It's not only. But isn't that what makes it interesting? Okay, cool. I mean, sure. Uh, two homeless guys throwing shit at each other in the street is interesting. I know, but from like a viewing perspective, the traditional one and done Kentuckys against let's use let's use like a Steph Curry Davidson team that's going to go to the elite eight because they have guys who played together for three years. But I'm just saying it's then it's like disjointed, not fun. Like the best talents are sloppy and the the best offense, like the 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 teams that have are the that play the best basketball. I may as well be watching the WNBA or the a high school game or but whatever. I think, but I don't think that's fair. Like, like, like I would argue, like the teams that again, the guys who've been together for three or four years, they're, they're playing good basketball. Look, at the end of the day, I it just boils down. It boils down to what people want, right? Like, like no, but and, this, but he asked me my issue. Okay, my issue with it is, it's it's not only not great basketball. But there's not even a consistency to it. You could watch the WNBA, and everybody's a professional WNBA player. You could watch the the, the a women's Final Four, and everybody's staying three or four years and learning to play the game. And and by the way, no one is watching that. You love basketball. I'm going to put it right back at this guy. You love basketball. Why don't you watch the WNBA? Because it's slower. And no one can dunk, and the athleticism isn't there, and set shots are dumb. Great, that's why I don't watch college basketball. Good talk. See you out there. For the record, here's something crazy: women's college basketball. It does pretty. It does pretty well in the ratings. But here's something that I find fascinating: the women's college basketball TV deal far exceeds the WNBA's TV deal. My point is there is a better interest, a higher interest in a way. It doesn't surprise me. Like we know this growing up, like growing up, I could name, even though I didn't really watch it. I could name players on UConn's women's basketball team or Tennessee or, you know, the, the, like it does only find that interesting that the women's college TV deal is far greater. Well, there's two things than the WNBA. There's two, two there's a few things to this one um, basketball. The WNBA happens in place of the NBA. So it happens in essentially off basketball season, right? Whereas women's college basketball happens during the men's college season. And also what they smartly do is they kind of do it in the breaks of the Tournament. So you'll yeah. you'll have the game on Sunday when you just watch a men's game on Saturday and you're going to watch a men's game championship game on Monday. And then Sunday, you're like, oh, I guess I should fuck it. Then there's also school spirit. Obviously, 
pe people the same way people fuck like do like essentially watching women's college basketball for the same reasons that they're watching men's and the same reasons I don't give a shit about either is like I don't care about like the college athletics means fucking nothing to me. I have no allegiance to any big name. Like if I went to UConn, maybe I'd care about women's college basketball, but I also didn't make a decision to go to one of those schools. Cause I didn't give a fuck. So you've got that. And then the third part of it, and probably the thing that is uh, the, the major thing that drives this is CBS has had this March madness deal forever for our True. whole lifetime. With both and, men's and women, yeah, and and or and no, ESPN has been women. That's why I was gonna say ESPN, yeah. the worldwide leader in sports, was like, well, if we can't get the men's game, we should get the women. And if True. you go to the women's, if you go to ESPN on any given day, they're pumped. You go to ESPN.com, they're they pumping pump the women's. They are. They are. They pump pumping. it out. If you just if you're a sports fan and you just wake up on a random day and you go and it's March Madness and you throw on your TV, which is probably on ESPN when you went to bed. And, it, and the guide says Texas Tech versus North Carolina. You're like, oh, shit. And then you're like, oh, it's a women's game. That's happened to me multiple times during March Madness. I clicked on a women's game that I thought was a men's game. ESPN is pumping that. they Dude, ESPN is deciding for people that they're going to be into college basketball. And that's fine. That's smart of them. Yeah, it's good But marketing. the answer to the question is simply like, I don't watch it the same reason. Like I'm not going to go like, I love Chris wild and I love his kid and I've taught his kid to play basketball over the years. I'm not going to watch his tournament this weekend. I don't need to see 12 year olds playing basketball, man. It ain't for me. I mean, look, I, I obviously enjoy March mass. I enjoy the unpredictability of it. Right. Like, I think that's, a huge factor. We discussed last episode how the bracket is just completely changed as far as everybody wants to be in a pool and you're competing against your family and your friends. Like that that all plays a part into it. And we talked about it earlier. Like like gambling man is which is what this is. Like it's so important. And nobody talks about the importance of gambling with the NCAA March Madness. Like, like nobody talks about it. Like yeah. I've gone on those trips to Vegas. People go, one of my best memories of March Madness was watching in a Vegas ballroom number, the first number one seed go down. Dude, thousands of people. And like people who have no affiliation with University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Right. People losing their mind. And nobody right. took that game probably either. But right. people were just like witnessing history in this tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's funny because it's like this weekend you have teams outside of UConn that don't have bases, don't have a history. And, 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 and that's, I guess, the other, the, the next level to it. You know, you talked about your fandom growing up and being in the basement, they had to lock you in a room. So you didn't fucking destroy things. It's like, I was way more into college basketball when I was a kid because it's just another thing on sports. I was way more into hockey when I was a kid. I'd when I was a, when I was a teenager, I'd get up and watch sports center three times in a row. Yeah, me too. Now I'm an adult. I have the NFL. I have 
NBA, which I love, and I watch teams that aren't just I watch Knicks games and I watch, you know, TNT ESPN games. Baseball season is here. Like, dude, I got a life. Like, I want to go fucking surf. I want to go to a new restaurant. I want to go to a bar. I got I got I'm on the road doing stand up comedy. I like sorry, I don't have the time to watch a, a, a the next number one overall pick who hasn't learned to shoot yet play against a team of guys who are going to be selling used cars because they were all on St. Mary's Elite Eight team. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, like I said, it's kind of like to each his own. Like people are going to watch what they're going to watch. Give us a ring, 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. We're on all social media at The Dirty Sports. Rumor has it I'm actually going to download TikTok this weekend for Dirty Sports. Joe Prano is nudging me. Well, I love it because... The person I live with is nudging me. Everybody's nudging me. Everybody follow us on TikTok. I think that'll help. But the thing I think is, you know, we've been putting up clips of this show, and that's great. Um, but you know, TikTok has a whole thing. And I think Andy Ruther is, I think he's the kind of guy, like, well, I think once you get the hang of it, once you get hang of like stitching and duetting and green screening and all that stuff, um, I think it's a very, uh, Andy Ruther friendly platform. And also it's just like, I don't want to be the face of us on social media. Like, you know, me, you want to talk about Derek Jeter being overrated. You want me to rage about, uh, this justin verlander injury like i'm there for it but you had a great tweet yesterday that's doing really well as a tiktok and it's like i had to read i essentially had to read your tweet for you should have that should have been an andy ruth should have been andy's face on that no you did it great man thanks man you did, you did, you did it great and uh insane that he wrote that by the way yeah so we're on tiktok we're on instagram we're on Twitter at the Dirty Sports. I'm on all of those things at Joe Prano, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. Follow at Dirty Slides. We'll have a baseball preview coming uh, in the next couple of days. Come to see me in Vegas, April 10th through 16th at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio. Two shows every night. April 18th at uh, the Throckmorton Theater in San Rafael in Marin County, California. Followed by a show I'm gonna be doing in San Francisco, and then it, we're off and running. Mets Giants, I'll be there. Um, planning my planning my first trip home to New York for the summer to see some Mets home games. So keep your eye out on all my social media and follow me, JoePrano.com forward slash shows. See if I'm coming to your town. Word. I have to go kill myself now. Okay. Dramatic much. All right, that's our show. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>